1: tuning in tonight at 7.06 inside Sports on 6.30. Chet, 25 hours away from puck drop at Rogers Place. Game one between the Oilers and the Sharks. Our coverage will start at 6 tomorrow. Uh, one texter says, uh, hey, Reed, this is getting eerily, eerily similar to Crosby's second year. He won the Art Ross with 120 points. They were heavily favored in the playoffs going against Ottawa, only to get beat in five. Experience is everything. The Oilers are the underdog, and thinking otherwise is a recipe for disaster. All right. Well, I picked the Oilers to win the series. Which will have no effect on what actually happens. Uh, this texture says, any comment on Ethan Morrow's coaching aspirations or his saying that everything he, know, he knows he learned from Craig McTavish? Well, I wish him his best with his coaching aspirations. And like many players, he was influenced by a guy who coached him for a long time was uh, talking a little bit we're going to get to Rob Brown in a minute or so here by the way was talking about who might be uh, an unsung hero for the Oilers, I'm going to ask Rob that question or a depth guy who uh, might be key Brian says Drake, not the guy who sings crap, will be an unsung hero (laughs) also like Slepeshev and Griba, Pakarinen has played well but not ahead of Slepeshev for sure Bubbs in Stony Plains says Cassian will be the unsung hero. It'll make up for all the goals he had called back this year. I don't think playoff experience will mean much. Leon and Connor both said it is still just a game. Sean says I think Cassian is going to be the guy that comes out of nowhere and produces just a hunch. That's from Sean. Michael says, Reed, the Oilers will win in five. They win game one and two, lose game three. They'll win game four and game five. There is a down-to-the-game prediction by Michael, texting 630-630. All right. You can also call 780-496-0063. You'll be calling that number after the game tomorrow when I'm on the air for overtime open line with this guy, Rob Brown. Rob, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing very good today. How are you, Reed?
1: Well, I'm doing awesome and I'm excited coming up later on the show tonight. We're going to have a man from Australia, Damian Ward, who has come to Edmonton and he's going to go to the first two playoff games (laughs) at Roger's Place. So uh, this this is just great, great to meet Damian and he's got such a cool story about how he became an Oilers fan. And it got me thinking, I mean, you get fan mail almost daily to 630 Chet and it's around the world people still looking for your hockey cards and what what do they usually send
4: you? Uh, Most of the time it's hockey cards and they always send a letter asking you know if I could help their collection out and they talk most of them talk about my career and how they have followed it it's kind of neat because you just see all the different countries I think I'm actually just getting popular in some of these countries because it's a little slower over there but it's uh, it, it's cool. It's cool to still have people out there that remember when I played and want a, a, a you know a signature or something like that. So it's neat. It's cool. The gentleman you got coming on later though, uh, and that's in a very expensive hat that just got sent to. me fell in love with the others now. It's a plane ticket to Edmonton, playoff tickets, which I don't think will be cheap right now buying on resale. So good on him and. Hopefully the Oilers will put a show on from and make it all worthwhile.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And you and I sometimes will get a text or an email on overtime, open line from someone. We've we've had Australia, and New Zealand, I believe we've had some, you know, Hong Kong and and Asia, and obviously very parts of Canada and the United States. So I mean, through your people still remember your playing career and now listen to you as a broadcaster and just the Oilers fans we get to interact with. It reminds you of of how, you know, the passion for the team and, and how it can sort of bind a lot of people together. It's pretty cool.
4: Well, it's funny. I've got a, a buddy of mine that I grew up with here in St. Albert that years and years ago he moved to Finland and married a Finnish girl and he's been over there for, I don't know, 15 years now and he still watches the Oilers games religiously. And I get texts every once in a while, and he, and he talks about the Oilers, and he posts things on either Facebook or Twitter. And the biggest Oilers fan ever in Finland and doesn't miss games. And, it's, and it's, listens to the show over there. Like It's unbelievable how far reach uh, the NHL does. And, and, and when you have a favorite team, it doesn't matter where they are in the world, you're going to follow them. And it's even going to get bigger for the Oilers now because they've now gotten to that place where they've got a superstar. They're back in the playoffs. They're a relevant hockey team now. So there's a lot of fans around the world that are going to be pretty excited for the Edmonton over the next, hopefully, dozen years.
1: Yeah, and, and hopefully we got uh, several games left in this spring. San Jose series starts tomorrow, Rob. Milan Lucic was interviewed today, and he has almost a third of the Oilers' total playoff experience. And, and he said, well, you, you know, it's my experience that the first playoff game, you're always kind of nervous or excited uh, no matter what, and then it calms down a little bit because there were a lot of questions to the Oilers today about their, their lack of uh, a playoff experience. Do, do you think both teams are going to be uh, a, a little jumpy, or do you think the Sharks might have an advantage in having more guys that have been through it before, off the start
4: anyway? Well, uh, to me, experience really isn't important until things go sideways. You know, tomorrow it's a 0-0 series start. Uh, you know, it's a simple, you go out and you play a game. It's not really until one team falls behind in a series or you're faced with some adversity in the series, you're faced with injuries, uh, you're faced with your goal not playing well, your power play not going. That's where I think experience comes into play. Because when you've had experience, you've been through these things before. You know how to get through them. You know what worked, what didn't work. You know, panicking doesn't help. But when you're just, when everything's going great, and right now everything is going well for the others, they're they're playing well, their specialty teams are good, their stars, players are stars, their goalie is good. uh, They're healthy. So they're going into this game. I don't think experience matters yet. If the others were to drop game one, Well, now you're going to start to wonder how is it going to affect them. But until something um, bad happens or until they hit adversity, I don't think experience is going to matter at all. And I certainly don't think it's going to matter to start game one. I think both teams will be excited. I think both teams will have energy. There will be some nervous moments early in the game for both teams until they get their feet wet. But once the game gets going, it's just a hockey game with a ton of emotion.
1: Our inside-the-game analyst Rob Brown, former NHLer, joining us on Inside Sports tonight. Rob, when was the last time you saw a player with an extended stretch like Connor McDavid had over the final 14 games of the regular season?
4: Well, when I played, it was playing with Mario, and he went, I think it was 46 games with a point and was dominant in those games. So, for me, it's been, well, I don't know, it's that two decades ago, three decades Great. ago? Since I've seen anything I think I've got it starting to age myself. I think it is three decades ago. So, not only was Connor getting points, but most times in long point stre- streaks, you get a couple lucky ones. At the end of the game, the net gets, the goalie gets pulled and, and you get an empty net and assist. Or at some point during the game, you get a second assist that just grazed off your skate and kept the streak alive. That's not what happened with Connor during his streak at the end of the season. He actually should have had way more points than he actually got. If you think back to all the games that we saw, all the opportunities that were missed by either Connor or or his line mates, missed open nets on -on two-on-ones, missed open nets at the end of hockey games, missed breakaways. So his streak, where he almost averaged two points a game during, it wasn't one of those streaks where you got a few phantom assists here or there. It was a streak where he actually probably could have averaged three points a game. He was that good. And I think that's the thing that may scare teams that play against the Oilers in the playoffs. And that's the thing that is pointing a lot of predictors to predict the Oilers go far in the playoffs. They have the best player in the world who is playing at the top of his hockey game. And that sets the Oilers apart from any other team in the National Hockey League.
1: Rob, obviously McDavid, marquee player, Dreisaitl was in the top 10 in scoring. Goaltending is important, obviously, in any playoff series. Give us a couple other guys or, or maybe some of the unsung guys who do, uh, you know, kind of the, the roles that don't get the headlines. couple guys for the Oilers that you think are key here against the Sharks.
4: Well, I think on the back end, you got to look at, you know, a, a Sakra in his defensive pairing and a Larson in his. I think the biggest reason the Oilers had the jump in the standings that they did was their defensive play was so much better than it's been in a decade. So the Oilers are a team that they've got four very strong defensemen, and they got two that are just coming into their own. But I think those two, Sekera and Larson, anchor their parents. They're going to be very important in the series. And then a player like a Mark Luttsu, you know, he's a guy that plays on the power play, huge part of playoff hockey games. The power play, he plays on the penalty kill, which again the Oilers have gotten much better as of late. And he's going to be very important against the San Jose Shark Team has got some star players of their own, but I think he's going to be important. And then faceoffs. The Oilers are not good on faceoffs. Mark Letestu is their best. He's going to be put in situations during the series, late in periods, late in games, penalty killing, where he's going to need to win a faceoff. So I think he's going to become a very important role player for the Edmonton Oilers here in this first round.
1: Well, he had a great regular season, and Sekra did as well. So, yeah, I think good mentions of both those guys. Rob, it's going to be fun. Going to be fun for us talking to fans after every playoff game. I will see you at Rogers Place tomorrow night, buddy.
4: Sounds good. It's going to be a rocking
1: time. Absolutely. Rob Brown, our inside the game analyst for our Oilers broadcast here on 630. Chet, he and I will have overtime open line after the game tomorrow. It starts at 8 at Rogers Place. Our broadcast begins with the face-off show at 6 o'clock. So you heard Rob's take on the experience. He says it doesn't really factor in until something goes wrong and then you see how a team reacts to it. So he's suggesting you know, maybe uh, a team with more playoff experience will be better at doing that, though I did think throughout the regular season the Oilers reacted to adversity pretty good, pretty good most of the time. I mean, they didn't have any extended... uh, They had a five-game losing streak in November. Nothing really piled up before or after that, and they finished the regular season by winning 12 of their last 14. Thornton and Couture day-to-day... I would say questionable for tomorrow's game for San Jose against Edmonton. That'll be a big storyline as well. 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. It's Inside Sports on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
2: This is
3: Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.
1: much for tuning in tonight the blue jays trailing milwaukee 4-2 in the bottom of the fifth home opener for the jays they have started the season one and five worst start ever going to have some fun in the next half hour of the show after the seven-thirty news i'll be joined by damian ward who has traveled all the way from australia to see the oilers first two playoff games since 2006, and I just got an email, inside sports at 630chad.com. This is incredible. It's from Reverend David Wood. The message says, hey Reed, emailing you from a jungle island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I'm a global worker helping the people here in this developing nation, and the previous chaplain of the Wildcat football team, Go Cats. I grew up And in Edmonton, and still bleed blue and orange. Whenever the internet is strong enough to carry the Oilers and the power is on, and there is no cyclone, so just know that even the jungle nations in the South Pacific, there are Oilers fans. If you listen closely out the window tomorrow, you will hear my cheers coming across the waves first because we are already in tomorrow, lol. That is from Reverend David Wood. Wow, that is awesome to get that message. And that is one thing that has struck me about doing this job. Oilers fans are absolutely everywhere. It's a privilege to talk to you. And we're going to have uh, Damian Ward from Australia coming up after the 730 News. 780-496-0063, we have Beverly on the line. Hello, Beverly.
2: Hi, Reed. How are you? Doing great. I'm just stoked, I'll tell you. But I I just wanted to mention about uh, what I'm really impressed about this year with the Oilers is the ability for them to hang on in the, in the last few minutes of a game. You know, it's been, like, close, maybe one goal or tied or whatever, and they've been able to hold on. Like, if it's not tied, it's like a one-goal lead. And when did we ever see that? You know, in the last, I don't know how many years. They, you know, they can hang on, win the game. In the last few months, I, I like, we have nine overtime uh, uh, games, but we w- the last few months, I don't think we've had hardly any, right?
1: Uh, I think they've only had a couple overtime games in exactly. March and April. Exactly,
2: yeah. and uh, and a lot of the, the, the games that we didn't go overtime, we won, and it was like one or two goals, but we were able to hang on, and this is what I'm really impressed about with the Oilers, the, the tenacity and also, of course, the, the ability we have, but um, it, it, it's just something to see, and I, we haven't seen it for a long time.
1: Well, and they haven't had well in previous years. They they didn't have the lead late in a lot of games, so there was nothing to hang on to. But but no, I mean they did
2: have the lead, or you know, or it was tied. You know, the other team always scored, so we didn't go into overtime, so we didn't get a point. And then uh, you know, or else they we did have the lead, and they would tie it up, and and then maybe we go into into. But it's just entirely different this year. It's just so great to see. Well, and uh, yeah,
1: they have. Better talent and better yeah. attitude that allows them to deal with things that don't go their way. Exactly. Because uh, you, you never outplay a team for sixty minutes. A lot of it is when the other team gains a bit of an advantage. What are you able to do about it? And they have better players and better a better mentality to stem the tide when the other team grabs a little bit of momentum. That's what I think.
2: Well, you, and also, Reed, You know, we have the uh, we have some uh, some Oilers there that are really experienced. You know, like Lucic and so forth, but we also have some young guys who are go-getters. They have a lot of tenacity. They want to, you know, show what they can do. We've got a really nice balance, and then of course we have a great goalie,
1: Beverly. It's great to How hear from you. Enjoy the game tomorrow.
2: Go Oilers.
1: <laughs> that, that's Beverly seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll bring in Fred on the open line after the news. Fred, I don't want to cut you short, so uh, I'll bring in after the news because I got a break right away. Uh, this texter says, My dream would be to see Matthews versus McDavid, Maroon versus Kadri, Leafs versus Oilers in the Stanley Cup final. Well, that would be incredible. And Yakushev says, Hey, Reed, what height are your worry pants pulled up to? Oh, that's a good question. I think at this time of year, there's always something to be worried about. I, I do think the Oilers are looking good uh, into the season. Uh, I will say just slightly below my belly button, not too high. Not too high at the moment. Yakushev knows at one point during the Eskimo season I had my worry pants up to my chin. So my worry pants at a at, at I think at an acceptable level right now. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can text six thirty six thirty. Fred's next on the open line, and you'll meet an Australian Oilers fanatic when we get back. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. All right, so the Oilers have announced that Molson Hockey House will be expanded for game 1 tomorrow with 1000 guest passes available for fans to watch playoff action from Ford Hall in Rogers Place. You can enter at edmontonoilers.com/watchparty it's a random draw for up to four guest passes to the Molson Hockey House watch party. The draw will close tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Now, the guest passes are complimentary, but only those with passes will have access to the watch party. To attend, you have to be 18 or older. So, Edmontonorders.com/ watchparty watch party to enter for one of 1000 free guest passes guest passes to get into Fort Hall into the Molson Hockey House watch party. So there you go another little uh, thing announced by the Oilers tonight. Of course you can listen to the game on 630 Chad. The face off show will be at 6. The game will start at 8. We'll have every Oilers playoff game for you right here on 630 Chad. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports. And don't forget the 50-50 tomorrow, starting at $76,000. $76,000. We also have that auction on 630Ched.com. It closes at noon tomorrow to bid on four low seats for game one between the Oilers and the Sharks. All right. 780-496-0063. We have Fred on the line. Hello, Fred. Hey, Reed. How are you tonight? Good, Fred. It's you. I'm never sure if it's this Fred or another Fred when you call in. Good to oh, hear from I you. I
3: know there's a few of us out there, but exactly. uh, put things in perspective here. Before I get to my point here, I went to Game Seven of Stanley Cup Final 1987. I think I paid 22 bucks a ticket.
1: Oh wow! Uh,
3: yeah, I beg that same ticket will have a. Two and probably at least three zeros
1: behind if they make it to the Cup this year. I, I would I would think so, yes. Yeah,
3: it's crazy. But anyway, uh, back in the day, 1990, before the playoffs started, we uh, built a homemade Stanley Cup. And what happened in 1990, 89-90, uh, they won the Cup. So uh, a friend of mine who passed on since, uh, we decided to refurbish it last week and it looked pretty spiffy so most I live a couple blocks from Jasper Avenue so what do I do yesterday I get all excited most people are walking their dogs I thought I'll take Gold Stanley out for a walk what's well, causing bedlam on Jasper Avenue yesterday you got to see this company it's uh, I'd like to come
1: see it you should bring it to the station some afternoon on a non-game
3: day I will do that and uh you might see it on the news one day because what we made out of it it's ingenious. Like, a lot of guys can weld cups and that, but this is uh, just household items, let's put it that way. And there's been a lot of beverages poured into the bowl <laughs> on top over the years. So,
1: so sorry, it was originally built in 80 for in 87 when they beat Philly? No, it would have been uh, the last cup. Oh, so. sorry, for 90 over Boston, okay. Yeah. and. Uh, so where was it? Was it just in somebody's garage or a, like a parkade well, or took
3: what? It. I took it, and it was just beat up, weathered. It needed a complete refurbish, and it took a bit of work, nothing too major, but uh, over a few nights we got her going again, and uh, it looks pretty shiny. My buddy goes, why don't you put the names on there? And I go, give her if you want. Just too many names to put on there. But, uh, no, it's like, you know what? what A lot of young people haven't been experienced at the playoffs enjoy it because you never know. When you're going to get back there, is uh, the last 11 years being the evidence of that, right? Yeah. So enjoy it as much as you can, but uh, behave like you know what. We don't have to destroy the city over this. Absolutely. Still can have tons and tons of fun, and uh, you know what, Uh, it it is going to be fun. And any team with Connor McDavid, you know what, I'm sticking by my prediction. I think this team's going to the Cup final because there's just too much talent, uh, and. I don't know. Not too many teams scare me, except maybe uh, Nashville kind of scared me a little bit. I thought if we have to meet Nashville, we'd never have success against them, but I think Chicago will take care of them. But uh, it's going to be exciting, and you know what? I've been watching this team since 72, so uh, there's been some lean years, but then these years you take full advantage of it and you have a lot of fun with it, and you... uh, I can't wait to hear the crowd tomorrow night. That's what I'm looking forward to. I hope they just will tear that roof off with all the noise, <laughs> which I'm sure they will.
1: Fred, it's going to be great, buddy. It's always good to hear from you. Take care. That's Fred, 7804960063. We also have Jeremiah on the line. Hi, Jeremiah.
3: Hey, Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing great do you know are uh, are they gonna do, uh kind of get Paul to sing the national
1: anthem i have not i have not heard about the anthem okay just
3: curious uh
1: yeah well i don't i yeah i, I don't know I, I i haven't asked and i haven't seen anything uh from the orders that's a good question uh i can cool. i could sniff around tomorrow i don't know if they would announce that or if they would just do it though
3: It'll be cool as if they just played from Game Three, right? That whole thing of how uh, how we embrace the U.S. Uh, anthem and then just sung the roof right off the place.
1: Well, it would That's- be. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't surprise me if they rolled that out. But I'm not saying that because I actually do know something. I don't know anything. I think the Oilers are aware of how that connected with people. Um, I don't know if they would do it every game, but it'd be cool to see it at least once for sure.
3: It'd be cool. To, it would be cool for just what happened between San Jose and San Jose. For all of a sudden, you're back in our barn when you start, right? Right. And it'd be a cool tribute to Paul too, because he was he was lights out. So, anyways, go Oilers, go!
1: Enjoy it, Jeremiah. Thank you so much for calling 780-496-0063. All right, Kellen, let's take a break and then we'll bring in Damian Ward. He has his story of how in just the last few years he became an Oilers fan while living in Australia. Inside Sports on Chet.
4: This is Oscar Clefbrom from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to The Inside Sports with Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Shad.
1: Oscar Clefbrom, the second star of the week in the NHL last week, seven assists in four games. Got to tell you, Oilers fans are everywhere, and I'm pleased to be joined by a gentleman who has traveled from Australia to take in the start of what is hopefully a long playoff run For the Edmonton Oilers, it is Damien Ward. Damien, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic.
1: How are you going? Doing very well. It's great to meet you in person. Thanks a lot for for getting in
0: touch. Uh, When did you get into town? Uh, I flew into town on um, Sunday afternoon about 2 o'clock. And um, about six hours later, I was watching my first Oilers game um, against the Canucks. So you got to go Sunday night? Got to go Sunday night. Great experience. What was your impression of the building? The building was sensational. The crowd made it. The and the um, the hockey was just you know, end to end. It was fantastic. So were you? I mean, you you you'd never seen a hockey game live before, or oh, I I have seen one hockey game live, but I think I don't count that one anymore. Now that I've seen the Oilers, why don't you count the other? I one? I went down <laughs> to just we came over to Edmonton for Christmas last year, and um, we caught a game down at um Calvary the um, Flames and the Canucks and um, when I compare my experience down at Calvary watching that game to the one last night or Sunday night there's no comparison the Oilers just performed so much better and they were so much more entertaining Okay,
1: so uh, you're Australian obviously Yep. How did you become an Oilers fan?
0: How did I become an Oilers fan? Um, My wife's sister um, moved over to Edmonton about five, maybe six years ago And, um, basically one day i just get this little gift. It's my little cap that's on my head. And, um, I look at it and I think, oh, that's fantastic. And, um, it probably sat in the cupboard for about two years, to be honest. Okay. And then I pulled it out one day and I started wearing the cap and I thought, I better go check this out. So I've jumped on the NHL websites, downloaded a couple of, um, ice hockey games. And, um, yeah, I'm just a big fan of, um, fast sports. I'm a big fan of, um... Well, I suppose um, heavy hitting sports, and you know, back in Australia, we watch a lot of rugby league. And once I started watching one game of ice hockey, and then it led to another one, and then it led to um, supporting the Oilers. So you, you had this Oilers hat, yep. and you you knew nothing about the team? Never watched a game until I was about... I'm 40 years old now. I can honestly say I never watched an ice hockey game until I was about 37. So Okay, so when you got the
1: hat, did even the logo mean anything? Nothing. You didn't even know that was a hockey team? No. It could have been a football team, a wrestling yep. club? Could have been anything to me. Okay, so... <laughs> So you didn't even, because we talk about this this missing the playoffs for the last 10 years. Yep. So you got the hat basically halfway through that. Yes. And so you had no idea the the losing that
0: was going on. The idea that I got was through my um, sister-in-law and brother-in-law. And they told me don't get too excited about this side because they couldn't win a chook raffle. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, a what? A chook raffle. What's that? A chicken. Oh, a chicken. We, yeah, it's a, it's a saying in Australia, sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> But That's great. once I st- once they told me about how the Oilers were performing during that last ten years, um, it relate it, it, re- it related to me because my rugby league team that I support back in Australia, our last success was a grand final victory back in two thousand and five, and we're now in two thousand and seventeen, and my rugby league side that I support hasn't won anything. And has rarely been anywhere near the top of the table in a 16-team competition for, what, 12 years now. Okay. So So you felt a
1: little bit of a connection there with long-suffering Oilers fans.
0: And and I'm a big fan of um, football and um, I support my team to the very end. And when I started watching some of these Oilers games, they had full houses and they were still losing. And I thought, well, that's commitment and that's dedication, and that's what I like in life. Yeah, I like a bit of commitment. I like a bit of dedication, and I could relate straight away to not only the game itself, but I could relate to the fans coming out week in, week out.
1: Well, that's so, amazing. So you connected with the fan base as much as you, you connected with the actual team. Yeah. So all right. So did you start watching hockey games uh, online? Is that the only access you have in Australia? Uh,
0: No, um, online is the main access for hockey games in Australia. Um, Our Fox Sports channel shows three games every week, um, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday game. But in Australia, they generally focus on um, the American sides. So uh, we don't often get too many Canadian teams um, put live on television in Australia. Um, So therefore, the NHL website's become a... um, a source of my um, download and all that type of stuff. So, yeah.
1: So, uh, how many there were? So, the Oilers just played 82 games. Yes. You got to go to the
0: 82nd. How many of the other 81 did you watch? Uh, I would have probably watched, because of the timing of the work, I probably would have watched about 40, maybe 50 games. Okay. And Front then to back. Back to back, yeah. 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 And, and there would have been a few interruptions because it is during my work day. So <laughs> I would have I would, I had maybe a phone call that so I would So you're
1: at your office and yep. you
0: bring the Oilers game up on yep. the computer. Yes. Yep. Wow. All right. Yeah, yeah, it just sits in the corner of my office there, and I watch the Oilers game while I'm doing a bit of work. What do you do for a living? I'm an accountant. Are you the boss? Yes, I am.
1: So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so so you can decide if you want to watch a hockey game during yeah. the day. What do your friends and co-workers think about your passion for a team thousands of miles away uh, in a sport that isn't obviously really followed?
0: Well, they um, some, some of them think it's fantastic, some, and some of them just ignore it. So they just get about their normal life and do what they've got to do but um you know my my family actually um I've got two boys and a little girl but my second boy he's actually supporting it more than me so um he's actually embraced the ice hockey experience and he um he follows all the the results and all the stats and all the player movements and all the points and all that type of stuff so it's become a it's become a very um very interesting and very um Heavy, uh, very, very interesting hobby. All right. So, Damien, when when you want to talk about hockey
1: with someone, who who do you talk about it with? (laughs) <laughs> my 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 son, just your son. There's at no, the moment you can't, yeah. there, you're not. You could, yeah. you, you could call in to Chet if you want. <laughs> I don't know what the phone bill would be from Australia after a game. Yeah. I guess you could just use
0: yeah. your company. Uh. Yeah. I, I could, <laughs> but uh, look with today's technology, I could probably do some internet skyping or something like right. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but look, I, I I generally talk to. Um, my second boy about a lot of the hockey because he's really embraced it with me yeah. and um, you know that brings us closer together as well um, and then there are one or two people that I do some work for like business owners Yeah. Um, there's actually quite ironically one of my um, clients is a very big San Jose fan oh wow so do so you um, bet on the series no not yet <laughs> <laughs> so, not yet so um, but I, I do get to talk to one or two people that I do know um in my business but ice hockey is not a majorly um supported sport back in yeah. australia but there are a few people out there that when you do mention that you support the oilers they certainly oh yeah okay yeah i i, I support chicago blackhawks or i support the Anaheim but they're not Ducks. as
1: into it as you they're just picking a team. i
0: wouldn't think that they'd be into it as me <laughs> right no, I, I wouldn't think so uh okay so you what's what does it mean to you to be here as the playoffs start um, it means a lot because, um, like, you know, I, I just love the passion of the fans and I just want to be that type of person that, you know, shares in that passion and shares in that enjoyment of showing up to a game and, you know, bringing home the winner and, um, you know, just the cheers and, you know, like the the example would have been um, Connor McDavid getting his 100 points on the weekend and the crowd just went up as one and, you know, started, you know, yelling out MPV and it's just that, like, of... That just that passion that the people show, and to sort of come all the way to sort of you know, I suppose I've jumped on the bandwagon in a way, but to sort of share that passion of 10 years ago was your last playoffs, and it was a long time, it's a long time in any sport, yeah. Um, so that's 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 what it means. Are are you going to a playoff game? I'm going to the two playoff games, you're going to
1: games one and two. I've got tickets for games one and
0: two, so um. My brother-in-law took the risk um, about a week ago when I made my mind up to come over. Yeah. Made my mind up. um, I actually made my mind up to come over at the end of the Ducks game when we won in overtime. Right. Um, And I thought, no, look at that crowd reply. Look at that response. Look at the team. I thought, I've got to be there. I've got to share in this. And so I rang my brother-in-law up and we took the gamble and we bought the tickets on the hope that the Oilers would finish in the top two. Mm -hmm. So that's how we secured our tickets for um, tomorrow night's game and Friday night's game. All right. You got a jersey or what are you going to be wearing? I've got a jersey, but because um, somebody told me it was um, orange day today, I've got the blue jersey. So I decided to wear my orange um, hoodie. Do you have a name, a number on the back of your jersey? Uh, No, I don't. You're going to get one? I will. Who? Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. Yeah. Good choice I love uh, I love that commitment that he shows I I love his response to when he lets a goal in he just refocuses himself and he just goes to that next play he doesn't blame anybody or he doesn't say you were out of position or anything like that he just focuses on his game so that that would be my choice for a number on a on a jersey
1: well, this is incredible. Uh, I, I mean, I hope, you're, you're obviously going to enjoy the experience. Hopefully, there are uh, a couple wins for you, and mm. you'll you'll get to see Rogers Place, and you'll you'll get to feel that that playoff mm. vibe. Damien, this was incredible to meet you. Thanks so much for coming into 6:30, Chad, and absolutely enjoy your stay here. Thank you very much, Damien Ward from Camden, Australia. What a story! He's going to the first two games against San Jose. He was there on Vancouver as Connor McDavid hit 100 points and locked up the Art Ross Trophy. Great to meet Damien. We're going to have more on him on our website. Uh, You can also check the uh, Ched Twitter account. We did a little video earlier in the day uh, with him having a couple stories as well. Uh, Lots of texts rolling into 6.30, 6.30 during that interview. Uh, I won't have time to read all of them, but uh, Andrew says, uh, I can relate. I watch a team long distance. I'm a Canadian who sports the NRL Brisbane Broncos. That's from Andrew. Uh, this texture says, I have a good buddy in Adelaide, Australia. He spent a year in Edmonton. He'd be happy to talk Oilers with your Australian guest when he's back in Australia. <laughs> uh, the Big L says, Damien was spot on. Basically said the Oilers were top notch, not simply a fan, but he embraces the great results. And uh, Damien's using, or the Big L, I think is using a lot of uh, Australian terms. He's certainly not a dag, not a will not. But a true supporter, the naysayers are rubbish. He, I could have just sworn an Australian. I don't really know what I said. But I trust the big L that he he wouldn't do that to me.
3: I had Fosters in
1: the U.S. It's not too bad. <laughs> there, there yeah, that's you Australian. Go. And we so work a beer reference into the show before yeah, we go. It was all right. Uh, on a serious note, this is going to be a time of uh, much celebration and fun in Edmonton. And if you are drinking whatever your drink of choice is, Remember to get home safely and do not get behind the wheel. There are plenty of ways to get home. And remember, you're not just cheering for the Oilers, you're cheering for the Edmonton Oilers. Respect the citizens and property of Edmonton and Edmontonians when you're out having a good time. The Blue Jays trail 4-3 in the top of the 7th to the Milwaukee Brewers. Besides Damian Ward tonight, you heard from Rob Brown and Rod Phillips. Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. I'll be back with the face-off show at 6. The game against the Sharks will start at 8 right here on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Thanks to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. My name is Reed Wilkins. Charles Adler tonight is next. Have fun.